providing the communities of Waldo, Knox, and Hancock counties with news, information, ideas, events, goods, and services on newsstands Thursdays and on the web at waldo.villagesoup.com. On the wing, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., where you will hear the latest releases in folk, rock, world, jazz, and much more. Only on Community Radio, WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, and streaming worldwide at WERU.org. Support for WERU comes from our listeners, volunteers, business supporters, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. To find out what you can do to support community radio, go to WERU.org. Thank you. And what you can do is tune in on Saturday, December 30th, Celebration Saturday from 8 to 5, a one-day fundraiser. We've got $5,000 to go in our fundraising goal for this year. Four new members is all we need, but maybe you're one of them. Come on and buy and just join us for this final run of fundraising for the year. Saturday, December 30th, Celebration Saturday, all day long. are going to be a whole bunch of different DJs coming in here and putting on putting on the style just for you. Stay tuned for Let's Talk Animals, which is coming your way right now. Good morning. This is Dr. John Hunt for Let's Talk Animals from Aardvarks to Zebras. We're here live uh, this month. Uh, we were here every fourth Thursday at 10 a.m., I select a topic and uh, bring in a guest that can talk a lot more intelligently than I can about the topic. And uh, this month, we're talking about rabbit rescue. Uh, this is something that came uh, uh, was brought to me by Amy, my uh, one of the WERU uh, administrators here. That uh, they, the rabbit rescue people contacted her, and I thought this would be a good a good topic to talk about. So this morning. Uh, I have our guest is Angel Bell, and she's part of the Cottontail Cottage Rabbit Rescue in Lemoyne, and uh, she's going to uh, tell us a little bit about herself and what they do, and we'll uh, make sure that my listeners know that they can call in this week at 407-469-0500, 207-469-0500 for any questions, comments um, that that. Welcome. So, good morning. Good morning. Angel, how are you today? Very well, thanks. Yourself? Very well. A little bit cold. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, too cold. I know the rabbits don't mind cold. They're better in the cold than they are in the heat, in the heat That's actually. right. We'll talk about that maybe later but on. But we do have a heated bunny barn that they're in, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, Five-star accommodations. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Angel, tell me about uh, what you do at the Cottontail Cottage Rat Rescue and uh, what your responsibilities are, and how you got here from there. I uh, met Jenny Nichols um, and her husband, Matt, about five years ago. Found myself in a situation where I needed to relocate to Bangor with six bunnies um, to an apartment. Not an easy thing to do. Uh, Met Jenny through the Internet. We spoke. She offered to take in my guys, uh, keep them down there until I could kind of get things together. and find a place that would take animals, uh, especially rabbits. Very misunderstood. A lot of landlords do not like to have bunnies in their homes. Uh, so she kept my guys uh, for about a month, um, helped me. I had three bonded pairs. She helped me adopt two of the pairs out uh, to amazing forever homes, so I was comfortable with where they went. I brought two home with me which is what my landlord would allow in the apartment. And I've had them all this time. I just lost my last little guy in August. He was 11. That's very old for a rabbit. It is. It is. Rabbits usually 7 to to 9? 8 to 10, they're saying. Um, We hear a lot now about teens, depending Uh on, you know, on on their lifestyle and and how they're kept. House rabbits. Very good. Well, they're kind of like uh, people. We're living longer. (laughs) Exactly. Now that we know more about how to care for rabbits through the rescue efforts, uh, rabbits can live longer. 
So, uh, Jenny, the administrator for the Cottontail Cottage Rescue, helped you out. She did. Then how did you – now what are you doing at the rescue? So now I spend my Saturdays um, – where I live in Bangor, I spend my Saturdays at the rescue doing – whatever needs to be done, uh, be it cleaning, be it sweeping the barn, be it playing with the bunnies. Uh, we uh, entertain people to come, uh, educate them, somebody who may be interested in a rabbit but not quite sure about care and, and whatnot. So we, we invite them in, show them what it's like to be around the bunnies, um, educate them on what would be needed to bring them into their homes. We definitely are house rabbit people. We want your bunnies in your house with you, not outside in a in a hutch. Uh, Which is a very common way a lot of people Exactly. That's kind of how bunnies are known. House rabbits are not right. necessarily. And it leads a, to problems. So uh, I have my own, maybe I'll share my experience with uh, rabbits out in the back some, maybe during this hour. Uh, so you're a volunteer. Yes. Okay. And how many other volunteers are there? We have, I believe, eight altogether. So we're a small force, but we're mighty. So uh, you rotate, so it's twenty four seven kind of thing. Or Jenny's there, and her husband's there, and her family are there twenty four seven. That's where they live. Is is at Cottontail Cottage, um, in a cottage on Actually, Cottontail cottage. Lane. <laughs> it's pretty magical. Now, how could you, you make will. that? But, up, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so Jenny is and her husband and her family are the primary caregivers. They're there every day in and out for all the bunnies that are at the rescue. So what do you, your eight volunteers do? We come and go as we possibly can, help with transports if we need to, help with a surrender, or um, we try and foster bunnies to foster homes before the adoption process. So transporting, we have uh, a girl who does our media relations for our open houses, or um, we have a volunteer down in the Augusta area who does tabling events for us and gets the word. It would be like if you did a wrapping event for Christmas at the mall. Um, We have our own table with our own information on cocktail cottage so we wrap gifts and get donations for wrapping gifts so any you know anything like that trying to fundraise in any possible way that we can um who did your website it's an excellent website jenny that's very i I went through it and it's uh very uh uh, easy to get around um you can go into the different parts of of this whole rescue operation and i want to compliment jenny on her uh website and listeners can uh, go on the website. Is is it's it's under Cottontail Cottage Rescue. The Facebook page is Cottontail Cottage Res- okay. Rabbit Rescue. The um, actual web page is ccrabbitrescue.org. Okay, ccrabbitrescue.org. Dot org. Yep. An excellent uh, web page. I'm very impressed, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I used a lot of that as my basis for this interview because uh, I didn't know anything. Didn't even know you guys existed <laughs> in Lemoyne. Sometimes I don't even know Lemoyne exists. So <laughs> it's a beautiful spot. Because over here, you know, it's just it's just the distance is uh, Ellsworth is in a way. That's what that's what it is. So you have you had eight volunteers. Um, how did Jenny and her husband develop this whole thing? Do you know the history of the history cottage? about six years ago? It, Jenny and Matt have always been rabbit lovers. Um, about six years ago, somebody came to them with a bunny that they had to surrender. Didn't know what to do. They offered to take the bunny in. Soon one bunny led to another bunny. Word got spread out that uh, there's this beautiful, magical place in Lemoyne that is helping people rehome bunnies, uh, even people who have found abandoned bunnies. And, and that's not uncommon to find them abandoned. Sad very but sad, but very true. Um, just foraging for themselves, trying to. So uh, soon after that... Uh, Did they have, excuse me, they have... Bunnies before? Did Jenny and her husband have? Just the ones that kind of ran around where. where so they didn't at. have pet bunnies. No. So when someone, someone, someone their a friend, first experience was they just was a friend, they just they out, of, out of the goodness of their heart, and uh, and from there they fell in love, and they lived at the cottage at that point. Exactly. Okay. And it was already on Cottontail Lane, so. So they're it, obligated. <laughs> it just kind of worked out <laughs> that way. To. So. So um, just out of just out of uh, sympathy and and humility, uh, they took in that one rabbit. And people, as you say, people got – got the word got around that uh, Jenny would uh, take in rabbits. Yep. So it developed just six years ago. Just about six years ago, yeah. So between the time where they just had their little house and now, what 
what are the facilities now? Can you get kind of a well, description for my listeners? Let me, let me let you know what they were to begin with. Okay, please. Uh, they have their cottage, and they had this nice little cute little garage. Well, pretty soon, the Matt's garage became Bunny Headquarters. Uh, we had bunnies from one end to the other. He had no garage. He was very good about this, I must say. Uh, so through everything that, you know, with donations and building and, and uh, fundraising, we now have a Rabbitat, what we call a Rabbitat, which is a, I call it a condo for our bunnies who live there. There's nine of them. We call them the Lulus. Only nine Habitats or nine? Nine, nine Rabbitat bunnies. They, oh, okay. Yeah, they they live at our Rabbitat. It is what is it exactly? An enclosed shelter, uh, very well insulated. It's like their own little condo. They have their bedroom in the back with holes in the front that they can come in and out of. It's bedded with hay for them. It's got a radiant heater shining down on it, so when it's really cold, they have their own door that they can come in and out of. They've got their own outside space that they can run and play in is the outside space on ground yes on the ground fenced in and fenced down in because bunnies dig so and so do predators yes yeah so um there's covers that you put over the top so how big is the rabbit hat eight by ten six by i mean it's it's like a bedroom size it's yeah it's a bedroom size yeah i'd I'd stay in there um so when you (laughs) walk in is it is it are the uh hutches We'll call them hutches, right? It's one big... It's one big space. One big space. These nine are sisters. We call them the Lulus only because there are nine of them. Seven of the nine look almost identical to each other. So trying to differentiate and name them. So now they're just lovingly called the Lulus. Okay. Um, You can walk down to the Rabbitat when you come to, uh, to visit us. And when they hear somebody coming, they hop one at a time out of the Rabbitat through their little bunny door out to greet you. Mm. They're incredibly friendly. They're a huge tool for us in educating people about rabbits and and how they live naturally, per se. They burrow. They have tree stumps out back there. They've got great tunneling systems, yes. How about in the winter? They're fine. They've got their radiant heater. They stay in. So they don't go out into the snow? Oh, they do. They like the snow. They actually like the snow. They burrow into the snow? They burrow a little bit, but I think they kind of like their straw condo apartment a little bit you know. uh, i would, <laughs> I would <laughs> it's a little out. bit more comfy so we have the habitat now we also have our bunny barn as we call it we have uh 10 stalls if you would like to call them um in there available for bunnies so either 10 singles or if we end up rescuing a family uh a pair a lot of people have bonded pairs that they need to surrender um so room for 10 or however many you know, if they're in a in a group, uh, they all have their own place to run around and jump in. They're hay. They have their own litter boxes. So they're cordoned off from each other. Uh, on real cold days like today, when I go back to the bunny barn, we will let them out of their stalls and let them run around in the bunny barn so they get their exercise. Are the walls, you said they're cordoned off, Are the, is it a wire or is it solid so they it's can't see each other? It's solid and then wire at the top. So they can't see each other. They can't. Is if that they on get purpose? up on a box or, yeah, they sometimes if you've got males, females, depending whether, you know, they come in spayed, neutered, you kind of have to keep them separate and, okay. and until we, you know, either make a bonded pair or they're territorial. Bunnies are very territorial. Their space is their space. Okay. And how big is... Is this is their territory depending on what how much they have to claim? Exactly. If this is the space they're used to, this is theirs. Don't you necessarily walk into you know to where? To how where big I can am. a territory get? Have you? Oh, you can have. Tested it. Could one bunny take the whole? Oh, the one arm? bunny could would love all that. <laughs> <laughs> would love all that. My my rabbits that I had um, in a department, they had the run of my living room and my kitchen. They had an X-Pen that they actually stayed in when nobody was home. Um, so an X-Pen, an exercise pen like for a dog that you'd use. Okay. So they still had, you know, space in there. But the minute I got home, door was opened and they were out, part of the family. So there, uh, so there are two kinds of residents. There's, there's the sanctuary Correct. resident and the adoptable ones. Can you tell me a little bit about what's the difference and where do they – are they in separate – uh, areas. So what? Uh, how does that work? So right now in the Rabbitat, um, not that the bunnies wouldn't be adoptable, but somebody would have to be willing to adopt all nine of them. 
because they've lived together for the four years of their lives. And so, any listener out lost. there, if you're looking for nine rabbits, <laughs> and big rabbits, I know where to get. I know where to get all of them. Uh, uh, in the bunny barn uh, or the sanctuary part are any bunnies that we may have. We're two different sides to it: five stalls on one side, five stalls on the other, separated. Um, so, if we take some in who we're not quite sure you know, of their health at the time or until we get them to the vet to be checked out or whether they come in as a girl or a boy, which sometimes is not the case. It's happened several times before. Um, Until they get spayed, neutered, um, we may keep them more in the backside. It's all covered, all predator safe, all... um, What predators are... We'll get off... Let's get off on that for a little bit. What's what's your worst predator? I would... Raccoons? Fox? Fox. There's probably coyote. I mean, it's wooded. All, all around. Have you had us, anyone so. trying to get in? Any animals? There was in? something trying to get in, but I don't remember what it was. I think it was last summer. Um, so burying down like into the ground. Or something? Yeah, it wasn't anything terrible, terrible. But bunnies are prey animals, so they, you know, anything that comes near them. Um, we also make sure we keep covers over the top so because and there's hawks and eagles, being that we're close to the coastline down there too. So and osprey. Yes. Too. Yes. <clears throat> so. When when you get up, so you have a a group of bunnies that live there permanently, and those are the sanctuary, and they usually have medical, physical problems, mental problems as well. They're, emotional. Yeah, they come and, in and, all, and we may get into a little bit of some of the examples yes. later. Yeah. And they're they're there. They can be adopted, but sh- but has to be a special has to be person. special. Yeah, okay. somebody who you know knows the special needs of of the bunnies. Some uh, have. Snuffles that they call runny noses and stuff. Right. It's very common, very treatable. It's caught early, uh, but you don't want them. They say it's not contagious, but still, you don't want to take a chance of you know having right. them near another bunny. So we kind of, as they come in, and then it gives us a chance to get to know them as well. So you have them. <clears throat> so the uh, adoptable bunnies are new new residents that come in. Do you do you have them isolated? To check their health, make sure make sure they're healthy before you introduce them to the rest. Or yes. are they all in that same? They're barn? all in the bunny barn, okay. um, but all separate from each other. Okay, so you um, try to maintain some kind of hygiene. Yes, so you yes, don't, very and, important. The bunny barn's clean. The litter boxes are clean. The water um, is changed out. Uh, they're just you know it's a it's a an amazing place when you go there because you wouldn't expect when you hear a bunny barn. You go in there and it's just kind of oh this is really awesome it's you know it's comfortable it's it's homey mm-hmm. um, the bunnies come right up to their to their front doors when you come in they hear you talking to them um, they need to be socialized they they need contact. they do need socialization um, they're very very friendly animals people if like, you let them if you let them and it has to be kind of on their terms yep. most of them do not like to be picked up um, that's something you kind of have to deal with as a as a bunny owner. You sit on the floor with them, they'll, and they'll come crawl over. all over you. Right. They will, um, you know, they'll get up in your lap. They'll jump up on the couch and watch television with you. Um, some are much more snuggly than others. Some don't really care to snuggle whatsoever. Some of them, as long as you're patting them, they'll sit with you for two hours if they wouldn't move a muscle. Um, they're litter box trained, so they will. When it's time, they'll jump off the couch. Well, let's talk about the litter box in a second. I just want to remind Listeners, this is uh, Let's Talk Animals from Aardvarks to Zebras. Uh, Dr. John Hunt, your host. Uh, we are live at uh, 207-469-0500 if you have any questions or comments for my guest, Angel Bell, who is uh, one of the volunteers at the Cottontail Cottage Res- Rabbit Rescue in Lemoyne. And we've been talking about the facilities that they have and the history. And uh, we're going to talk about um, litter litter training and then I want to talk a little bit more about the adoption thing. So how do you litter train a rabbit? Very easily, actually. Uh, as easy as a cat, if not easier. Um, I've had cats before. Bunnies will do their leave their little bunny berries uh, wherever. You pick them up and you put them in the back of your litter box. Um, What's the you, box like? How cat, is it? A cat, a cat litter box is e- fine. With uh, five or six inch uh, walls that high? Oh, okay. yeah, they can hop in and out unless you have okay. a bunny who's got some issues and they have the smaller ones. Okay, um, and it's a regular litter box yeah. with what kind of material do you use? It depends. You can use shavings. Uh, cedar? Pine. Not pine. so much cedar. Okay, good. Pine, aspen. Uh, my preference is called 
Care Fresh or So Fresh. It's a recycled paper product. Like yesterday's news. Yes, that's the on old that idea. See, yeah, you're, exactly. I'm dating myself. Those <laughs> um, are little. Those are for the listeners. Uh, these are products where it's paper that's squished into little pellets, and they absorb water very well. So when they when they urinate the cat or the rabbit, they swell up instead of leaving the urine in the bottom. Exactly. And they do urinate a lot. Yes. Um, and also, it just helps deodorize and. Great deodorant. Um, mixes in with the, pe- the berries. You call them berries? Okay. <laughs> Honey berries? <laughs> okay. Um, litter box training is easiest yes. when you So you put the, put the berries in the back of the box. Right. If they've, you know, dropped a couple on the floor, put them in the box there. Put the bunny in there. Always put some nice uh, Timothy hay in the front of the litter box. Oh, a um, little enticement. It does. It entices like them to bar. be in there. Once they're used to that, um, they just... That's just where they go. Sometimes they'll sit in their litter boxes and just munch on their hay. Do you always have to have hay in the litter box? I always keep hay. We, and at the Bunny Barn, we always keep hay in the litter boxes. Okay. Um, That's a secret that I probably wouldn't have. It's a good way to contain the hay so as not to make a mess. If you've got a bunny in your house, too, um, they have those hay things that you can put up on the sides, and they're really messy. (laughs) They have the little hay balls that you can get, which contain the hay, um, which can... Be a little messy. In their litter box, they tend to sit in there, chew on their hay, munch on their hay. Not that they won't pull some out and drag it across the yeah. floor or whatever. But So it's yeah. kind of a bathroom feeding area. It is. Which um, goes counter to like dog and, and cat owners that you don't want the <laughs> the food near the litter box kind of thing. But So it's just the opposite, opposite for With rabbits. With them, it, it works out really well, Very good. Uh, re- really well that way. Excellent. Uh, if you have more than one bunny, it's handy to have two litter boxes. They're very neat. Um, they are like a cat. If their litter so box they gets don't like, full, oh, you have to clean them every day. They'll let you know. Oh, they, they will. won't use it if oh. if it's <laughs> not to oh. their liking. So, um, just like home. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> don't want to use a bathroom that's dirty. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty good. Yes. So the Timothy hay is a Timothy hay. Yes. Okay, it's fresh, and that's critical for their diet. It's eighty should be eighty percent of and, what and they tell the tell our eat. listeners why. Uh, Bunnies have a very sensitive digestive system. It needs to kind of move all the time. If it stops moving for any reason, um, the bunnies can immediately go into what's called GI stasis, which can be deadly within 24 hours. It's it's that bang, scary. Um, so they need to eat continually. Um, the hay also for their teeth. They're like a horse. When a horse eats hay, it grinds their teeth down. Bunnies' teeth grow naturally all the time so they need that dental problems are big in rabbits it's one of the problems i saw because, the time the yep, practice yeah because people don't realize that they need that and pellets don't provide that right. um, the if, they have a, if they have occlusion problems too that's what i usually saw as a veterinarian that's, oh, it's sad. they're not if the lower teeth upper teeth aren't aligned to rub each other they, they and they grow they grow and, and they curl i've seen them curl like a, a horn of yes. a like a sheep horn it's an almost. awful thing it we, is and they had to come in yeah and my, have it I trim them. Yeah, have them so, trimmed. Yeah. Um, I had a bunny who had a an off molar. Um, she had to have it. She had a an abscess. Had her tooth had to be removed. So after that, her grinding didn't work as well. So once a month, we went to visit our vet and have her teeth trimmed. It yep. was just you know very important thing. Dental health. Their bellies moving all the time. Their stomachs moving all the time. Huge, huge, huge for rabbits. Because you can get big hairballs too. <laughs> They, well, yeah, what happens is everything just stops moving, and yep. then you know if if they get a, you know, a blockage in there, it 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 can be deadly in in next to no time, and it's a scary, scary thing to see, and it's and it's something people don't realize that that rabbits don't vomit, they can't vomit, they can't vomit. and that's something that people sometimes use in dogs and cats as a way of identifying a problem, <clears throat> but rabbits can't do that; they just stop eating, they just stop, and then they eating. stop making berries, exactly. So yep. when they're not eating, not making berries, you gotta go to the vet, yeah. Immediately, okay. immediately. Um, as a good bunny owner, you always want to keep critical care, Oxbow critical care on hand. It's a supplement. Um, force feeding a bunny is not necessarily the funnest thing they you'll ever like do. <laughs> um, I have found a trick, though. Keep a little bit of organic baby food mm. there. Mix in a little bit of it. Sometimes they, they'll like that on their own if they're... Do they them. like the smell? I think they like the taste. The taste. They more taste than <laughs> it smell? It has more t- taste than the, just the... Uh, the critical care. So, so besides Timothy, do you feed uh, commercial pellets? Yes, and that's about it. Yep, about yeah. a quarter cup a day per rabbit, depending on their size. I mean, okay. if you're getting into a 12, 14 pound rabbit, probably you know a quarter cup twice a day. But for a normal 
four to six pound bunny, quarter cup of pellets a day. With Timothy hay. With Timothy hay. Orchard grass hay is another good one. Uh, it's got a little bit sweeter of a taste to it. Some tend to like it okay. a little bit more. Not alfalfa hay. Right. Why is that? Because that's for moms, nursing moms. Um, it's just the, the it doesn't digest in their system as well. The nutrients in it aren't as well digested um, for them as the Timothy. Okay. So it's, Timothy hay, fresh commercial pellets. Yes. And you don't need the carrots and all that stuff. Carrots really aren't that all that good for them. The tops okay. are. The greens are right. good. Are a great source for bunnies to have. Um, once a day, not an overabundance of them. Whenever you try a new one, you want to do it very gently. Their systems are very fragile, and some bunnies just don't adjust well to greens. Um, carrots have a lot of sugar. The carrot tops, the fresh carrot tops in the summer. Fabulous, fabulous, okay. fabulous. Anything that you can get out of your garden, parsley. Um, not regular lettuce. Uh, they shouldn't have iceberg lettuce. Uh, yeah, a lot of people feed their turtles and their rabbits, and it's just empty. It's, there's there's yeah, nothing. It's water. There's it does, nothing in there's it. There's no nutrition so value whatsoever. So just keep it in your own salad bowl. <laughs> exactly. You know, Romaine they can have. Um, lots of greens. Uh, there's actually, actually, excuse me, lists available out there that tell you what are acceptable Greens, even fruits that are okay for bunnies to have as treats. So, and you do have a part of your website, uh, some information pamphlets, and I think was there one on nutrition? Yes, nutrition. okay. So you can always go to the website and pick that up. Yes. Uh, now I understand that the do you grow the Timothy at your place? We don't grow the hay, but there. you do no, grow other stuff, locally. though. Yes, they have a beautiful, beautiful uh, gardens. All along the property, there's apple trees. There's... Now, do the rabbits go out and pick their own? No, you... <laughs> no that wouldn't be they a good idea. You haven't trained them. With that. <laughs> okay. they, they would love that, but I don't think that would be a good idea for them. Um, don't, so uh, locally grown hay. Um, from for, the, the, for the bedding. For the, for, and for, well, hay for them to eat. The Timothy hay is, is oh, the tim- yeah, they are you growing. can get it, yeah. Okay. Um, best is the second and third cuts, usually not quite as coarse. Mm-hmm. As as the first cut, uh, but their greens, yes, they do. Uh, they do get their greens out of the garden. Parsley, uh, shard, lots of of different things that they can eat. Some that they shouldn't eat as much of as others, which is information you can find uh, on our website as well. Some, some are higher that... in some are higher in calcium. Parsley, right. uh, kale. Some of the dark. Leafy. The darker leafy greens okay. are, are higher in calcium, and a calcium buildup's not good in a bunny, just like it isn't good right. in a person. So um, everything kind of in um, moderation. Exactly, exactly. Just like us. Don't exactly. eat too much of any one thing. <laughs> so when someone, when a rabbit comes in um, and you want to adopt them out, what's the process? What do you, what do, you do with them? And um, and how do they get adopted out? Okay, so because there is kind of a yeah, there's process. definitely a process to that. We get the bunnies in. We socialize them with you know with everybody as much as we can. You can definitely get a feel for their personalities. What kind of a home may be good for them? Um, unbeknownst to some people, bunnies aren't really a children's pet. Uh, we don't adopt two children or like as an Easter present or something like that. Uh, the mom, dad, are going to be the primary caregivers for this bunny. So before the family comes in, and uh, the rabbit has to be, <clears throat> I don't know what you call it, it'd be uh, ready. Correct. And part of the ready is you, you, you get to know their personality. Are they shy? Are they forward? What are the things, uh, what kind of personalities do you see? Yeah. First. Exactly. Are they nibblers? Okay. Are they are they snuggly? Are they one who is very, very timid and is not going to? Because you don't want to send a timid bunny home with somebody who thinks they're going to pick it up and grab it and carry it all around with them when this bunny is going to be petrified and it's not going to be a good a good fit for the rabbit or for the or for the people who want to adopt. So how long do you keep a, a bunny before adoption for you to get a a bead on what they're like. Does it take a day or weeks? Uh, no, I, I would, you know, because you got the weeks, newness of, of there. They're coming into so our place, so it's a new place, so they've yeah. got to get used to that. Okay, so once they get used to that, then you get an idea if they're nibblers, shy, shy, uh, you know, not aggressive, but friendly. Some of them are over friendly. They'll 
bound right up to you. You know, okay. it's not a usual bunny thing, but it happens. Uh, so we get a feel for them. Uh, we then invite people down. Well, don't you spay and neuter them? Yes. Oh, okay. yes, they have to be spayed that's and neutered. I'm sorry. Yes, before they go anywhere. Okay, and that, that's, that's huge. Um, Absolutely. I've noticed in your uh, website. Yes, yep. And you use the uh, state Fix Me um, We have program. lots of different, yeah, it's the state Fix Me program. Uh, and you have some donation uh, just for fixing. For spay and spay neuter, neuter, yes. Okay. We have lots of different donation things. We'll spay and neuter is one, yep. Okay. Uh, so, yes, they're spayed and neutered. And obviously they need to come back from that. Be healed. Um, The boys tend to come back a little bit sooner than the girls do. We like to get to know them. Uh, We usually find names for them that are fitting for them. Uh, If they have a name, then they're an older bunny. And they are attentive to their name because rabbits will come to you when they call their name. Oh. If you, I mean, they're, they're very intelligent. People don't realize that. They will come to you uh, when called. So once Of course, we, a little Timothy Hay in your hand, Walter. Right? <laughs> or a little piece of fruit or something <laughs> yeah, there. Might, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, after they're spayed and neutered, they're healthy. They're, you know, we've had them with us for several weeks. We then invite people down who are interested. Well, you treat any if, if they have ear mites. Or Abs- lice or absolutely dental Anything's, problems, you, you get all that that's squared all taken away. care of. They're okay. all vet checked and and okay. they have you know a clean bill of health before they leave right. before they leave us. And again, the listeners, uh, there's no vaccine vaccinations for rabbits, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, not or free. heartworm or anything like that. Right. Um, do you test them for coccidia? Any of the intestinal parasites? You don't have to do that. No, no, there's not a problem I, with that. It's not okay. It's they do all of them carry that parasite. Um, it's usually lays dormant unless their immune Stress. systems become compromised in any way. Okay. Uh, so it isn't something that you'd normally go test for. If your bunny was not feeling well, then it's something your vet right. may well recommend to, you know, to have blood work done. It's not zoonotic. They can't give it to people. So that's not a problem. Right. <laughs> and um, so now they're kind of staged or ready to go. So a family comes in. What does a what do you do to the family? <laughs> we introduce ourselves, welcome them into the bunny barn. A lot of times we'll bring them down to the habitat first. Um, it's kind of an overwhelming thing to see all nine of the girls come <laughs> running out to them. And, you know, just to see, it's it's a welcome to, to people, I think. Um, we bring them into the bunny barn, introduce them. We try and keep name tags on our doors for all the bunnies, give you a little bit of info about them, how old they are, if we know all that. Um, whether they are male, female, you know, what we know about their history, if they've had any any problems or anything. Um, I will say a lot of times bunnies pick their families. Oh. It's pretty amazing when you when – you, so somebody may come in and say, oh, that's the one I want, and by the time they leave, nope, that isn't – that isn't – this is the one who – there's just this little click of What does the bunny do to tell you they don't want to go home with them? Well, bunnies can be very, they'll stomp their foot at you. They'll run into their little hidey hole, hidey hole box and, you know, stay away. Uh, Sometimes it takes some some coaxing, some talking, some sitting in their stall with them, um, letting them just sniff you, letting them get used to you. Tone of your voice, I think, makes a huge difference to them. Uh, Women's versus men's, any difference? No. No, I don't think so. I think it's more the tone, the softness, the, you know, and we all have our voice, how we... You know, when we talk to our animals, yep. uh, so they, they 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 like that. I think they feel a, a trust. Um, you'll notice with the bunnies when you're talking to them, their ears will move back and forth. Uh, their noses will twitch. Um, if they're afraid or they're not happy, they will thump their foot at you. Hence, thumper from. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, they really do that. And it is a warning sign for rabbits out in the wild to warn the rest of the rabbits that there may be danger, but they'll also do it when they're not happy. Uh, we had somebody who's recently adopted uh, a little bunny named Parsnip. He's now renamed Smudge, um, who was pounding his foot the other night, and she was like, I had no idea what was wrong with him. Well, it wasn't his time to be quiet and mellowed out. He had not had his head pets for the night. Oh, Stumped so his foot. Going, I want my head. And okay. Yeah, until okay. I get those, you know, this is what I'm going to do. He got his head pats, his rub down for the night. He was happy. No more stomping. He went to sleep. I think all you parents out there can appreciate that with <laughs> kids. I don't know if the kids thump. <laughs> They're usually on the floor screaming and <laughs> pounding the floor. Same thing. Exactly. Okay. Let's, okay. Now, how about a family uh, with children? Uh, do you 
talk to the parents about because the way children move and talk that may influence a rabbit's decision. Absolutely. So how how do you work we with don't the children? We don't necessarily recommend for children. Uh, to adopt, we don't do birthday presents or Christmas presents or something like that. But if a family comes in, a what do family you do? comes in, um, you can kind of get an idea with the kids. Uh, we ask them to use their inside voices when they're in the bunny barn. Um, it's exciting for some kids. It just is to see the rabbits. They've never seen close up before. But you kind of get a feel once they're in there for a little bit. Um, we notice probably 11, 12, 13 year olds are much less apt to be so incredibly active and scare them. Um, you try and tell them, use your inside voice. You've got to move slow. You know, don't stick your finger out there because they may think you're a carrot and unintentionally bite you. It hurts. Uh, so we encourage it for families, but they need, the bunnies need to have their own space away from everything and everybody, their own hidey places to be in. Um, and it needs to be a gradual getting to know process with the children in the home. Um, the children should know up front that you're probably not going to be grabbing them and picking them up and taking them uh, with you everywhere you go. Bunnies don't like to travel. They are very much like cats being independent. They like to come to you. So if you've got a child who's sitting on the floor, there's a good chance just, you know, sitting there relaxing, watching TV, or even having a conversation, the, the rabbits will come up to them eventually. If you move quickly, if you jump them or something, they will run. They will run. They're, you know, they're prey animals. They know. To run. To run. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do to protect myself. So, um, but families, we encourage family. It's, they're an awesome family pet. Um, they're not for babies. They're not for two and three-year-olds who want to grab at the dog's ears or the cat's tail or something right. like that. Definitely, that's a no. Um, but as they get older, um, a lot of families have had pets all along. Uh, bunnies are definitely different in that way and that their handling is not the same. Their, their, you know, interaction is not the same, but their interactions are awesome once you get to know them. So uh, when they are at home, uh, you, you have their pen Correct. and their litter and their food and water, and you open the door and they can come out. You encourage them to have the home available to them. Or a room. Or a room, okay. Or a room, not necessarily home. Homes okay. can be... Because you definitely need to bunny-proof your house before right. you bring a bunny into your house. And they love wires. Okay, I was going to say, what, what kind of proofing? Yep. You, let's They'll, say a room. Make sure there's no wires. Right. No. Okay. Uh, so if your lamps are plugged in, you can buy that black elastic key, not elastic key, or, or plastic stuff that you can put over your cords. Oh, yeah. It's like a... Um, An accordion type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Although... It's like a PVC pipe or exactly. something. Exactly. They something can, can chew through that, too, if you're not paying attention. Bunnies always need, when they're out and about, you always need to be aware of where they are and what they're doing. They will can, they go back to their pen to go to the bathroom? Yes, they will. Oh. Absolutely, they oh. will. Yeah. Oh, Once they're nice. litter box trained, they, you know, it doesn't... They can be up on the couch snoozing with you. They'll get, They'll up, get up and... Jump down go. and go to their litter box, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty a, amazing. Tell our two or three-year-olds that can... <laughs> sleeping. But cords are a definite. Your phone cords, your computer phone, cords. Okay, any of those cords. Anything else that they chew in the house that you have to worry about? Some bunnies wood, may chew uh, on your woodwork. Okay. Um, depending. If you give them plenty of hay to chew on. Um, I mean, they're natural chewers, so it's a natural thing for them. Uh, apple tree branches are fabulous for oh, them. okay. Willow branches uh, some of the little balls that you can buy them that are, are, are edible for them. Um, certain woods. You don't have to worry about them consuming it. Not the woods. And and there is a list, too, on our website. You can see which woods are, are okay, okay for them and which ones aren't. Obviously, you wouldn't want them to eat your painted you know, treated floorboard. Woods. Yeah. yeah, with um, cyanide in it. It's <laughs> mostly bored. Uh, a bunny who's bored who, okay. who will chew, who is destructive. For the most part, if they're entertained and, and, and part of your family and part of what's going on uh, in your home. Um, they're not bored. They love to play with toys. Um, some love to have their own little stuffed bunny or stuffed animal. To oh, really? Up too. Oh, yes. Oh, like a little um, teddy bear. Exactly. Uh -uh. Little, uh, the little balls, the little cat balls with the, with the bells in there. Yeah, if they you like pay that? attention, they pick them up and they'll throw them. Oh, really? They don't retrieve them. However, that is your job as, <sighs> as bunny parent. you got to learn how to train them. <laughs> So now, you make a lot of money, <laughs> a bunny trainer. I just want to interrupt. This is uh, 
uh, Let's Talk Animals from Aardvarks to Zebras on WERU 89.9 in Orland, Maine. It's Dr. John Hunt. Uh, we're talking to Angel Bell, who is a volunteer at the Cottontail Cottage and Rabbit Rescue. We've been talking about uh, home care, actually, which I think um, a lot of people um, are – they're not aware of, of the, the great uh, – a great pet bunnies can be and what you can do to make it a great pet Absolutely. because it can be a nightmare. Um, my experience is when I was down in Connecticut, a veterinarian in Connecticut, I had a lady who was moving and she had to get rid of her rabbits. Well, I had a soft moment and I said, <laughs> okay – and they were outside bunnies, and they had the outside hutch. She gave me the hutch. I took them back to my house, and it was a hutch that was about four feet off the ground and it had a, a, a wire floor, you know, the, the, the classic hutch that you don't want to hear that about. That you don't want to hear about, exactly. And uh, I would try to – I would go out and feed them and stuff, but I didn't give them any – as much socialization. I was working a lot, and I didn't know uh, – these guys had already had a history. They were already adults, so I don't think they had much socialization anyway. And it was really sad because they just were so scared and didn't want to be touched or anything. And eventually I just didn't have the time for them. So I did give them to another home with people I think had more time. More time. But this backyard, of course, we put them in the shade because heat stroke is a, a horrible thing for rabbits. Anything they, over 80 degrees can be almost deadly for done. rabbits. Yeah, so. um, that's why being in the house is safer. But a lot of pet owner, a lot of rabbit owners, are it's the hutch in the, in the backyard. And they won't live as long. There's just too many things going on. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, out in the elements, out, um, you know, predators, not that they can get in, but they live a a sheltered life, a not social life, a not happy. They're not happy. They need to get out. They need to exercise. You know, they were given those big back feet to, to run yeah. and to play and to, um, and being Penned up like that and caged up like that. It's just not a, it's not a life for them. We're live here at WERU. And uh, anyone want to share a bunny story or ask questions about uh, bunnies, um, bunny care or the rescue, call 469-207-469-0500. 469-0500. Love to hear from you. Lines are a little quiet, but that's okay. Angel and I are having a great time <laughs> talking here, getting to know uh, how to take care of bunnies. Uh, as a veterinarian, I only saw them when they're sick. I think the main problems I saw as pet bunnies is the overgrown teeth. Yes. That was number one. Ear mites, um, the, the lice, the mites on the fur, fur mites. Fur mites. And then, of course, the obstructions, which by the time I saw them, it was not much I could do. Uh, but most people, I think, were, were outside bunnies. There are a couple clients I, I had that had inside bunnies. And they lived a long time, and they were very happy with them. I think that's the... You know, that's the key here. That's what we're looking for for, for our bunnies, too. Uh, we have uh, a caller, Michelle, from Elliot. Michelle, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi. Great show. Thank well, you. Thank you. It's keeping me warm and fuzzy thinking about all the bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, what about other pets in your home with your bunnies? Uh, Excellent have, question. Yes, it is. And, and we've had a lot of luck with, uh, with people who have dogs, cats, um, other type of animals. It needs to be a slow introduction. Uh, if you have an indoor cat, much better than a cat who is an outdoor and a, and a hunter, obviously. Uh, but we've got kitties at the bunny barn who just love the rabbits. They snuggle together. Most dogs, when they're introduced slowly and, and time taken to get them to know each other. Uh, they do really, really well with them, really, really well with them. I've had luck with, with rabbits and cats and dogs. How do you um, evaluate that situation when the family comes in? Do you go to their home? or Yes, we do home visits before I, we adopt. Oh, okay, I didn't um, know that. Which is somewhat something new, and, and okay. it's it's really good for the owner and for the rabbits. We, we want this to be a happy so, you know, you walk into a house and you meet the dog who is just this big love of, you know, you know, okay. he just hangs out and is great. Or the cat who just lounges around. The bunnies obviously need to be separated at first. They need to get used to their new surroundings. They get, need to get used to their new family. So when you're at the house, now you can say, okay, this would be a good room here. Take away these wires instead of verbally at the rabbit rescue because they're 
their mind is thinking a hundred different uh, directions. That's a good idea. So, so pets, other pets don't seem to be a problem. No, don't. Uh, very no. good question. Very good question. So, you don't have to worry about that. Um, do you have foster program? We do have foster program. Is that something new? Uh, we've been fostering for, for a while okay, now. It, it was not. It's kind of buried in the website. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, we're always looking for new foster homes. Okay, so how does that work? Basically the same as an adoption would. We have a form that you fill out. Uh, we like to meet you in person, talk to you, get your, you know, your ideas on bunnies. Know if you have any rabbit experience. Not that you have to. Okay. We've all got to start somewhere. And, you know, I started with my first bunny many, many years ago, sadly through a pet store. And it was a girl. So they told me when I got her home. <laughs> And made our first appointment at the vet. We found out her was a him. So the name had to be changed and whatnot. So uh, so we, you know, we like to interact with the people first. We do home visits for foster families, too. We supply everything they need oh, to foster. Oh, oh, very good. Um, cage, litter boxes. Do they um, have to buy the food? Yes. Okay. We will send an initial amount with them right. and then um, send them home with one of our books that has any information in it they could need. Um, they sign a form. Um, they're not to take the rabbits to the vet on their own. It needs to go through us. It's more of a quality control sort of thing. Right. Okay, um, that's good. They, we keep very close contact with all of our fosters. Um, they send us pictures and updates all the time. Um, we let people know that they're still ad- available for adoption, but they're with their foster homes. And we have, I think, 12 bunnies that are in foster homes at this point in time. And how long do they stay usually? We, we ask for a month. Um, some of them end up being forever they fosters. Become, they, they become part adopted. of the family and they become adopted, which is always a fabulous thing to uh, to have happen. So, um, so yeah, that's how the fostering. We like I said, we do a home visit. We see the space that you have set up for them. Um, we can even help out with X pens. We want to make sure if you have a good flooring, not like a laminate floor. They can't move on that. You need something down so that they have like they can rug. move. Yeah, a okay. rug or. Um, Different types of flooring you can you can use. We use uh, barn stall mats at the Bunny Barn. Okay, um, keeps the heat you know up and uh, so and it's washable, which is nice. So if until they do get completely litter box trained. What we, area do you are you covering? For instance, for adoption and um, for your fostering, is it just Lemoyne area? Or? Oh no, no, all over the state, and we. Um, you know, we, we definitely don't adopt until we meet the people, till we do a home visit, till everything's, you know, the bunny, they've decided uh, that they that they want. And then we arrange a time. So uh, we have volunteers in August, in the Augusta area. We have volunteers in the Bangor area. We have volunteers down Bar Harbor, the Lemoyne area. So we cover a fairly good. You have a good network. Yes, a good Very network. Good. So. Very good. Anyone that would like to call about uh, ask about bunnies, 469-0500-207-469-0500. We only have 15 more minutes. So any stories or questions about the rescue? Um, we're, I'm trying to cover all the bases, but maybe there's something I didn't think of that uh, Michelle from Elliott um, had a great question about other pets, which is very, very important. Uh, now, this whole facility takes some money. It does. And I assume there are uh, different ways that you have uh, keeping this afloat. Um, one is uh, very clever, I thought, in the webpage, ways to donate. You had some um, categories where you can, you can uh, dedicate your donation to a, a specific thing, which I think is kind of yep. a good to idea. A, to a spay or a neuter. Yeah, or food. There's one to buy food. Uh, there's one for spay neuter, one for vet care, one just general, just general fund. They have some sponsors. You can sponsor a bunny for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty bucks. One is old Teddy. Teddy, tell tell us about old Teddy. Teddy you know, is just a sweetheart. He is. Uh, he came to us with um, a head injury, so he's got some slight brain damage. He's the sweetest little guy you'd ever want to meet. He's a little lop. Uh, he is now bonded with his forever girlfriend Gertie. So they are a pair, um, adoptable as a pair. We wouldn't separate them now. Um, they are in foster care right now at a really awesome foster home in Hancock, so they're right near us. Uh, 
Teddy is five, I believe, so he's not a young, young bunny. He does really well. Um, just sometimes he's kind of in his own little own little place, but you put him outside, he loves to play. He and Gertie are inseparable. They snuggle close to each other, and um, they Is that the only other. person? Only person. <laughs> here, I'm talking to bunnies. <laughs> So, it be, it so you, you really got me here. <laughs> Forty-five minutes of talking. I'm talking about bunnies and people. Uh, so Teddy does just interacts with that one other rabbit. With Gertie, yep. They're they're a bonded pair. Once they become bonded, they become bonded for life. Okay. Um, when you lose one of the two bonded parrots, it can be a very very difficult thing for the one that's left. Um, sometimes you can bond again with another rabbit. Sometimes it's best not to. Um, you kind of have to go on how well you know your bunny and how it's reacting after after the loss of one. If it's a younger bunny, it would be nice that they had somebody. Um, but the whole new bonding process can really, you know, take time. It takes time. It takes patience. Um, they're used to this other this other rabbit that's been with them for yeah, didn't realize that. however many years. And you bring a new one in, and, and it doesn't necessarily – it's not like we're – we're best buddies right off the bat. It, do you introduce them like with a wire cage in between? Do just that. so they don't hurt each other? Mm-hmm. And you kind of sense if they're going to sniff, sniff, sniff or, or be Or bite or, or you or know, thump, and, and they do or, do a little, you know, run around. Uh, we sometimes use X-Pens to bring them in and introduce them. We're in there with them. Highly recommend wearing gloves. Done it without wearing gloves before. and <laughs> it's scratched up. You or, can. You yeah. can or get bit. Either, either or. Um, you kind of see how they are. There's always a dominant one in the pair. There's always a submissive one in the pair. Sometimes neither one of them want to be the submissive one. So sometimes that's not a good bond. Uh, most of the time, if you take the time, the patients, uh, a boy and a girl, a neutered male and female, are a fabulous fit. Two females do okay. Two males, even they even can. neutered males, they get a little bit. They can be. They're kind of. Although we have a, we have two brothers available for adoption, who. Our big brothers, Pierre and Clark, are their names. Um, they're about two years old, and they are just the biggest snuggle bunnies you've ever seen. But they're brothers, so yeah. they were, you know, brought up together. And so, what is a, a if bunny loses a partner? What are the symptoms? They don't eat. They hide in the corner. It, I mean, they can. They can go through a depression, just yeah. like a, a wow. person would. Um, you want to make sure you give them lots of extra attention. Um, make sure they're eating. You know, because they can stop eating, and and that. You know, like we talked about before, eating, pooping, any of that. No, drinking is just a, a, a terrible, terrible thing. So lots of extra attention. This would be a time that maybe a uh, stuffed animal uh, would come in. Surrogate. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, I did that with my with my last guy after he lost his girlfriend of six years. Um, I got He chucked them around for the most part to start with. But after a while, he started. <laughs> and he did, you know. So if you're taking out your anger you, issue, you, having your anger <laughs> issue or whatever, your separation, then that's fine. They all have their own way of doing that. Well, uh, do you adopt pairs then? Yes. So yeah. when you when you do adopt rabbits, usually they're pairs. If a rabbit comes in by itself, um, you know, is surrendered by itself, then we don't necessarily – Try to bond get a it bond. with another bond. Oh, okay. If okay. we do have one there and they seem lonely, we may try that and see. Um, if they come in as a bonded pair, though, they are adopted as a bonded pair. We don't we don't ever Break separate them. them. No. Is that do you think a pitfall uh, in pet stores? They don't understand the social aspect, and there may be some bonded pairs that they break up because they break up and they don't even know it exactly. You know, I mean, even in, in an animal shelter, you bring two bunnies in, you say they're bonded, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to. So our bonded bonded pairs are definitely, you know, that way. Pet stores, we don't necessarily know where our bunnies came from. Uh, we had a, we call her our Christmas miracle bunny. Christmas day, the day of the storm, a gentleman was out shoveling his driveway and this beautiful bunny ran up to him. Really? And... He this Christmas? Was, this Christmas. Christmas oh Day, yes. Her name's Holly. <laughs> so <you laughs> I haven't met her yet. Name. I'm going to meet her this afternoon. Oh, cool. Um, cool. But he Just took hop- her in. She hopped up when he, was, uh, when he was shoveling his driveway. He was good enough to take her in, and the next day he brought her to us. So, wow. you know, soon once we learn about her and see that she's healthy and she's adorable, uh, then she'll be available for adoption. We wouldn't necessarily pair her with another rabbit. At this point in time, but we don't know. Right. Could she have had that? Maybe she's um, looking for right. a buddy. She could have, you know, somebody. And that's pretty obvious with rabbits. If they're 
up on their on their back feet trying to Looking. see over to the next stall to see who's over there. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? And um, if they so. start knocking, then, then <laughs> I want to see that. So, so how how do they um, survive out in the wild then? Because there's there's been a lot of cases where animals are just abandoned, abandoned. and then you find them. I mean, there's a couple. Um, which one? The couple of the couple of your famous ones, Achilles. Achilles, Achilles yes, Achilles is probably our most. Yeah, he special needs bunny. Yeah, he, he was loose. Had a broken leg. Yeah, two broke. Two actually two breaks in it. Wow. Um, he lived in a trailer park, ate out of garbage cans. People saw him and just kind of watched him. He became the neighborhood bunny. How he survived, I have no that idea. That is amazing. I have no idea. Finally, when somebody who you know cared enough they caught him brought him to us it was a very sad sight to see his leg it was no way repairable um hmm. he has since then had his leg amputated uh he is doing fabulously well bunnies can do really really well on three legs we've had a couple of tripods as we call them front leg yep okay. uh, I, his is his back his back, legs? His back one oh, um, but good. their back log legs are so incredibly strong yeah our other tripod that we just recently adopted ginger was Front leg. She was missing. She was born that way, missing oh, the front okay. leg. So, um, but Achilles now is at a foster home with his foster mom. Very happy. Okay. Uh, he has a new girlfriend. Her name is Kaida. So they are. He is. I mean, he's a, a success, success story. He's a. He's a. We want to see that happen more often. Um, people do just put them outside. They can't fend for themselves. They're not wild rabbits that you know that live out in the. And the, they're, they're prey animals. Cats will get them. Dogs right. will get them. You know, it's so how this little guy survived in this trailer park eating out of garbage cans for all that time. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's amazing. So you can give, uh, donate, per, people donate uh, to, to specific like Old Teddy and Lily, uh, which is another immune compromised. Yeah. Lily uh, has recently been adopted. Oh, good. See, uh, she, you got to update, you gotta update your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, we talked about that this morning. We do need to update. Uh, but, and Delphinium, Delphinium and Foxglove yeah, are two, sisters. Are sisters, and they were just recently adopted by an amazing. They're found. Who, where were they found? Running I, in the woods. They, I think I read. They were they were bred as meat rabbits. Somebody took them in. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, still done a lot. People farm, and and it is what it is. But. Yep. Uh, then you have a larger foundations like the Binky Foundation. The Binky Foundation What's is that? actually uh, – we applied for a grant with them. Uh, oh, okay. We got a grant from the Binky Foundation okay. um, to add on to the backside of the barn, the extra stalls, and to enclose it um, so that it is completely safe and, and closed in. And, um, yeah, so Jenny's constantly – Looking grants available. Right. We're constantly looking for different fundraisers that we can have. We have four open houses a year. Um, love to invite you to come down. And, I'd and like to. I'll try to get down. Yes, there. it's it's. Now, what's what's Binky? What's a Binky? A Binky Some people is. May not I know think binky we need is. a Binky fund because I know since John, we talk my about uh, that. engineers probably think of his Binky <laughs> uh, blanket he had when he was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> a Binky is a acrobatic jump up in the air of just pure joy from a bunny. It's the most amazing sight you'll ever see. It They can just be there and then just spring right straight up in the air. Um, they kick their back legs out. They twist. They And then they usually run. And, and, it's just, and it's just happiness. It's complete happiness when you see that. There's absolutely nothing like it. That's cool. I think about 30 seconds, 45 seconds, you tell me um, what is in store in the next five years. Right now, we are our next project that we're working on is a last chance sanctuary. These are for our bunnies who we know will never be able to be adopted. They may be older. They may be in such dire need that they need to be looked after, you know, constantly. We would like to uh, raise the money to build our last chance sanctuary um, to have a place for these bunnies to spend out the last years of their lives happy, safe, and, and comfortable. That's our, that's our next big thing, and we're working towards it. Angel, it's been a pleasure. Oh, I've uh, enjoyed it immensely. This Thank is you. fun. This is fun. I hope our listeners have gotten a better understanding of rabbits and how they could be good pets and how this Lemoyne uh, Refuge is just doing fabulous work. Yeah. Thank you very us. much. It's, it's magical. Until next time, this is Let's Talk Animals from Aardvarks Zebras. Dr. John Hunt, your host. And remember, love your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.
On the wing with Mark Dyers on the way. And uh, before that, let's take a quick look at the weather. Partly sunny today with a high of six, which we have reached uh, and gone down to minus zero here in Orland. Partly cloudy tonight with a minus 11. Friday, cold. Eight is a top and low is minus five. It's going to continue on with a minus all the way through the weekend, I think. And right into Celebration Saturday, Saturday, December 30th from 8 to 5. Celebration Saturday is a special day-long broadcast that will feature over 20 WERU DJs presenting a dizzying variety of music for a party over the airways. Do tune in because this is your chance to help us meet our goal. Do a little fundraising at the same time. We are still about $5,000 shy of our yearly goal, and we need about four new members to join us. Don't don't get, uh, don't hesitate. Just uh, join us on Saturday for a celebration Saturday for a fantastic day from 8 to 5. It's also Noel Stuckey's birthday, so we'll be celebrating that too. WERU Celebration Saturday is coming up on December 30th from 8 to 5. It's a special day of music featuring over 20 DJs in a day-long radio party. This will also be our last big push toward reaching our membership goals for the year. A healthy, diverse radio station depends on listener support, and we invite everyone to pitch in. Also of note, December 30th is the 80th birthday party of Noah Paul Stuckey, one of WERU's founders. Tune in to hear some nice birthday wishes for Noel. And of course, 